0: Hi, welcome to Your Cron, short for Your Chronicles. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Your Cron is a podcast where we chronicle ordinary people and their extraordinary stories. We refer to ordinary people on this show as people who are non-celebrities. Our goal is simple: entertain our audience and perhaps even inspire and educate. At the same time, our guests build a part of their legacy through this unique audio opportunity. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. So we are welcoming back to your cron uh, medical Bob. <laughs> MB. Yeah. And, uh, just a little backstory. We, so we had Bob and Darren as, as a guest before. And, uh, uh, so now Bob is back. He promised us in the last podcast that he'd come back and tell us some of his ER war stories. And we um, we actually took a, a shot at doing this before. We, we took a trip out to Fredericksburg and we were uh, in the RV coming back. And unfortunately, the... the it, The content was drowned out by a lot of road noise and rain and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we scratched that one and and we're back. But anyway, so um, let's jump in. Where's a good place or what story, extraordinary ER story should we start with, Bob? Wow.
1: Well, it's kind of funny. Um, You know, a, a little background. You know, a lot of the things you see on TV that you watch what are the, the programs uh, Chicago Med um, Code Black mm-hmm. ER um, you would be surprised I will tell you um, as a professional that ran ERs one of the first shows that was on was ER and every story you saw on ER was a real life situation it was not a fictional there was a website that we would go to um, and that they ask us to go to and we would solicit us so that there was an unusual or unique story in the ER to submit to them, certainly respecting privacy, not with real names or anything. Um, And so all of that stuff you saw on ER where people are on their way to get married and, you know, there's a bad accident and the husband's in a coma and they they have the priest come in and marry him before they pronounce him dead, and you think it's all just you know TV writer stuff. It's really not. It's true stories. We were able to submit them, so um, it's kind of neat. I think I think people look at stuff on TV and say, oh, you know, that doesn't really happen, um, and yeah, it really does.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard that before. Uh, not about that show, but other shows. Uh, I think CSI. I heard that yep. those were actually real things that happened in Las Vegas, and yeah, you, know, you, you can't make that shit up. I
1: mean. no. I wish I could. <laughs> I could probably make a lot more money as a writer if I could do that. And the malpractice would be a lot less. <laughs> I'll tell you. So, but. so that's where I, you know, I, I kind of come over him over the time told you some of my funny stories that people would say, you know, eh, you know, if they saw it on TV, they'd say that didn't really happen.
0: Right. Um, and it did. But you're here to say <laughs> I'm, it I'm, did. I'm
1: here to tell you, you know, some, some funny ones, some sad ones. But, um, you know, I, I have um, I just start off with my most famous story because pe- people love this one and, oh. and it's, and it's in a sense um, and it's fun and it's true, and it's one of those you kind of really stop and think about. But once you do, it almost makes sense. So um, I um, I can give some areas. I worked in, in South Florida for a long time, so I was down in a very Hispanic Cuban, Cuban neighborhood um, in Southern Florida. We'll leave you at that. And, I, and I'm the type of person that I, I get out and walk around. I go out in the waiting room and talk to people. I go out in the parking lot in the ambulance entrance. time flagging people in I, I just like to do that i you know I, I know all the gang members and the leaders i felt safe walking around at three in the morning um so i'm you know out you know shooting the you know what with the with the nurse and triage out in the waiting room in this um i, I love kids and i love older people they're the one extreme or the other um because there's an innocence about both of them in between i could do without yeah. um but as i'm out in triage you know and this is like 2 o'clock in the morning, when you have the time to really do that, and as I'm out in trios, this, um, this cute little lady comes walking in, hobbling in with her walker and her little, um, you know, her blue hair, because there's the blue-haired ladies in sure. South Florida, and and she comes to hobbling up, and and um, you know, and me liking what I like to do, so I went up and I said, you know, you know, honey, what can we do for you? Are you not feeling good? What's wrong? And she hobbled up to me and, you know, I kind of put my arm on her shoulder and she said, yes, please help me. And I said, well, what's the matter? What can we do? Um, And she looked straight in my eyes here. She could be. And she said, um, she said, well, she said, I have a tree in my Virginia. And I said, "Okay." and it's not uncommon for little people to be confused and you kind of get used to it. And, you know, again, there's a little language barrier. And I, I know medical Spanish, but by no means I'm not an expert. And I, you know, so trying to think ahead I said so you're from Virginia <laughs> and she said no 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 Sonny I, I need your help she goes "No, really she goes I have a tree in my Virginia and I said okay so the next step in the process getting past that is the triage nurse has to take her blood pressure and vital signs and you know see what's going on and, and she did all that and i went about my business back in the treatment area and thought, oh, you know, here's a poor little old person. Either she's got dementia or Alzheimer's or she's confused and poor little thing. And then I'm going ahead thinking, how did she get here? Where's her family? Is she, you know, lost walking around the streets? I'm all worried about this lady, not giving it another thought. Um, and so they brought her back and, you know, she stuck to the story. So we, you know, you do the normal thing. We we do what's called a head to toe assessment. So you their vital signs and you you look at their pupils and you look at their eyes and you listen to their lungs and you know you start going head to toe looking is something wrong is there you know is there any bleeding is there any swelling you know looking for medical emergencies and there really wasn't much i mean so i had the um you know so she was breathing she had a pulse her blood pressure was okay so i told the nurse okay we'll go ahead and you know get her undressed we'll do some lab tests kind of see what's going on um, to make this not take forever. So we, we get her in a gown and we do this and, and we're um, examining her and I listened to her lungs and I felt her stomach and, and what's going down, you know, you, you do what's called, a you know, you, you you check to make for hip fractures and you check their pelvis and our products and everything. And as we were like doing that through her gown, um, I noticed something kind of unusual. And, and I thought, hmm, okay, so um, I'm going to kind of skip to, to the end of the story and work my way back and kind of do a little bit of medical teaching here. But um, there, there's a thing called a prolapsed uterus. And what it is, when you think about it from medically, women, they have Two muscles, one on each side of their uterus that kind of holds it up in, in place mm. um, and, and, it, and it helps them you know regulate their urine they don't they don 't pee on themselves and things like that just to spit it out, um, but as you get older, those muscles can kind of give mm. um, like all of our muscles do when we get older, and, and as they give, it can kind of lose its elasticity and it sort of hangs there and stretches, not not to be you know gross, but that 's what mm. happens and that 's painful that pulls on the muscles and that causes a muscle spasm so surgically we can do a procedure called the marshall martiality where you take sutures and you kind of tighten that muscle up so it doesn't hang and doesn't pull women don't have pain um they don't tinkle when they laugh and all that kind of stuff that you hear about that's what you do for it so that's the surgical procedure sometimes People, for one reason or another, can't afford it, don't have it, have other, you know, core morbidities, blood pressure, heart problems that they can't go under anesthesia and they can't have that. Plan B, the next thing is there's a a device called a pessary, um, which is kind of similar to the old belts men used to wear when they have hernia, but it's a a metal type ball, if you will, that's on a belt and they kind of put that on place in their pelvic area and it gives support and holds their uterus up so it doesn't hang and cause them pain um, and it relieves that pain. So that's plan B. Plan C, um, that only if you've been around a while you know, but in the olden days, um, you know, in some of the rural areas where they didn't have medical care or physicians or big hospitals or stuff that was very painful, and what women used to do in order to hold their uterus in place so that the muscles didn't stretch and hang there and hurt, um, is they used to put a potato in there. And what this poor little lady did is because she had a prolapsed uterus and couldn't have surgery or afford it and obviously didn't have a pessary, is she put this potato in there to stop some of the pain from the muscles pulling. Um, but she left it there for three weeks and it sprouted. Look. come on. And so, when you look, you see these green leafy things. And so, thus, <laughs> oh, she came no. in and she said, I have a tree in, in my Virginia. Virginia. And so, we had to take that take that out and, and, and clean and irrigate and put her on antibiotics and talk about some alternative therapies. Um, but, yeah, she put that potato up in there and left it and it sprouted.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know where to start with follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to theme? know more about yeah. that? Have you, yeah. got, have you got the visual? Yeah. And then... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to ask, but uh, there's there's a couple, I guess. Uh, one is when you were doing this examination, could she not just tell you that, uh, you know, I, I know she said there's a tree in my Virginia, but while you're doing this, could she not just point to the area and say it's right here and you know, it's stuck in there?
1: You know, little old people like babies when they're in that that situation where they feel like they're out of control and you know the doctors and the nurses are like a symbol of authority they they just kind of freeze up and they lay there and you know when you tell them to take a deep breath they do when you push on something and say does it hurt they do they don't volunteer a lot because they're both a little intimidated and they feel a lack of control so they kind of introvert and just,
0: just like shut yeah, down. yeah
1: just like no if there was I mean if she'd had pain there or bleeding or something. I'm sure she would have pointed it out. But in her mind, I thought, okay, I'm just going to lay down and see what they do, because I already told them what was wrong. Find the potato. Yeah. Mr. Potato Head. Mm -hmm. But no. So but it's a it's a true story. And and it's you know, and it's sad. And, 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 you know, the lady was innocent. That's what somebody told her to do to stop the pain. Um, She was old and probably confused or probably forgot it was there. Um, I can't imagine. But, uh,
0: you know, (laughs) okay. So, and and I guess the second and certainly the last question that I have is, uh, and and maybe without getting too graphic, can you just kind of, Tell us how you got the potato out. Oh, I mean, you know, the the, the vagina, just in
1: medical issue, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's muscular. There's some right. pliability Flicable. to it. So you can put gloves on, yeah. take some KY jelly, you know, wrap your fingers um, around the potato and just take it out. Okay. I mean, it wasn't, it's not like, you know, thank goodness. I mean, it wasn't like the roots grew and like intertwined some of her, you know. Her her other organs or anything. It was just kind of there. It was a big enough potato and a small enough space that kind of the natural curvature held it in place, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't stuck.
0: A a baby obviously can come out of there, but a baby doesn't have leaves and stems. Hopefully.
1: (laughs) I've seen a lot of things. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
0: That... Okay, it's a, it, that was again, a hell of a start. It, it's, you know,
1: it, it's one of those things. Yeah, I was, was like I said, it was. There was no maliciousness. There was no malintent. She was as serious and innocent as she could be. Um, you know, you have to, you have to look at those people and not laugh. Um, and, and you know, I mean, if you could have seen everybody's face when we kind of all kind of tilted our head and looked in that direction at the same time and thought what in the hell is that? <laughs> but, but, you know, cause, cause I can tell you a potato wasn't the first thought in my mind. Yeah.
0: I, I don't remember that uh, episode on ER, by no, the ER. No,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if we called that one. In. <laughs> yeah. But, um,
0: all right. Uh, so, yeah, is there another story, yeah. sir? Yeah. Maybe so, on,
1: <laughs> you know, so, so, so I'll try and throw in some, some long ones with some short ones. So, you know, another, um, another, um, story, um, that that's kind of sad. Um, but we had, a uh, uh, you know, uh, a mother come in and she, um, she brought her daughter in because, um, and you're going to know at the end of this story when I tell that, because you don't have to be a medical professional, but your, her daughter was a rather large girl. She wasn't She wasn't a skinny girl. She was a large girl, and her mother brought her in because she was convinced she was having appendicitis. She had um, severe abdominal pain. Oh. Okay, so you're not a medical person. What's going on here, well, Scott? I'm sure that appendix was a baby. <laughs> was a lamb, in- She's in labor. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I just want to make sure we we're on the same page. But yeah. no, it's too funny. So yeah, so she had pain. So, you know, so I'm going to go a couple. Different directions with the story because some of this is really educational and, and you wouldn't un, you wouldn't believe it.
0: I, 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 yeah, because I'm, I'm very curious. I've heard similar stories and how so, do you not? And know how
1: what? smart kids are. And you know, and how as a father with a daughter. You know, some of this is going to scare the hell out of you. I will tell you. So daughter has, and then, you know, the daughter's obviously going crazy with abdominal pain. So, okay, mom, you give the information to say, the other. we're going to take her back, um, you know, and start making sure she's okay and see what's going on. And the mom's like, yeah, 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 please help her, help her. So we bring this girl in the back. Well, as you said already, truthfully, she was a big girl. Um, it didn't take us too long to figure out, you know, she was pregnant. She was in labor. So we get her in the back by herself. Now, um, I'm going to throw in education with what really happens. So you have to understand, law. Well, there's a thing called, um, you know, you're an emancipated minor. So for anything related to sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancy or drugs, children do not have to disclose to their parents and don't need their parents' consent for medical treatment. So they can go to the doctor's office, Planned Parenthood, to the emergency room, to the hospital. And, you know, for other things, you're cut, you sprained your ankle. We have to call your parents by law and get permission for those three things. It's actually if the child doesn't want you to, it's against the law to notify the parents. So um, so having that in the back of your mind there. So. um long story short damn, and, and, and there's sad parts of this there's funny parts of this there's serious parts of this so so the girls in the back and, and again as i said we found out she was in labor and so um we, we looked at her and said you know when are you due and she and the girl was like what do you mean when am i due And we were like honey you you have to know you're pregnant you're you're having a baby and you're in labor and she goes i am not we said, well, when was your last period? And she said, well, you know, I, my periods aren't regular. I, they come and go. I don't have them all the time, so I can't tell you exactly when the last one was. But she said, there's absolutely no way I could be pregnant. We said, well, okay, are, are you telling us that you're not sexually active? And do you know what that means? Have you never had sex with a boy? You know, and you're going through it. And she's like, well, yeah, no, but not. she goes, I've had sex with a boy. She said, but, but I went to Planned Parenthood. I went to the doctor. They've given me contraceptives. There's no way. We said, well, you know, they're not 100%. They're not, no, they, I'm telling you, there's no way I can be pregnant. And they're we like, well, you are. And you're in labor and you're in every baby. Um, so so let's do this first part of the story. So we said, okay, well, um, have you been using the contraceptive every day like you're supposed to? Oh my gosh, yes, I, I never forget it. I always use it. Um, I, you know, I do what they tell me to this, that, and the other. And we said, okay, well, what kind of comp- contraceptive were you on? And she said, well, the doctor told me the safest kind. Um, was to use a contraceptive jelly, um, and anytime time I had sex, to use the contraceptive jelly. And we were like, okay. And do you use it every time without fail every time? And we said, okay. When was the last time when she she told us that? And, she, and and so we're talking, saying, okay, so it was, you know, four or five weeks ago, because she was pregnant, and probably didn't, didn't know it, but didn't feel like having sex, I guess. But anyway, to make a long story short, she um, she would have sex. And they told her that it was important as soon as possible afterwards to use the contraceptive jelly. Um, So she would um, make toast and put it on her jelly and eat it. (laughs) She did not. And she thought that that was going to absorb. She thought it was like taking a pill, a birth control pill. And so she was taking the contraceptive jelly and putting (laughs) it on toast and eating it and thought she wouldn't get pregnant. (laughs) And, and that's, what, and, and you know, so, gosh, your mind can go straight away. First, you want to think, what an idiot. You know, who, how could somebody be so stupid as to do that? And then you think about it. You know, you've got a 14 to 15 year old girl. Once you get past that, then you think, who was it that prescribed this to her that didn't really give her the good education to say, let us demonstrate and show you how to use this and what to do? She went to some fly by night clinic. With, you know, $50 cash that she got from some boy that wanted to have sex with her and, you know, went in and said, I, you know, I, I don't want to get pregnant. And they said, okay, here's, you know, give us 50 bucks and we'll give you contraceptive. They gave her jelly and not good education and sent her home with it. Um, and that's sad. And I, and I blame the system and the medical people for that. Um, I do.
0: I, I, I wonder, though, when I took the, that, that first bite, I, I must be, I, taste I, good. I must be thinking. Wait a minute. <laughs> this, yeah, this this shouldn't be eaten. And uh, oh, here. Let's see. The instructions say for external use only. Uh, but, you know, yeah, she, she's, what, 16?
1: You know, yeah, oh, no, she was, I think she was 14 or 15. 14, she was a young girl. So, uh-huh. you know, yeah. So, yeah. it's uh, you know, that, we see that this, is that is, You know, a side yeah. story. It's funny. I can't tell you this kind of doesn't relate to this story because then I'm going to go to the really scary part about that story. But, you know, we have parents come in all the time, you know, mothers that bring their kids in. That um, they gave them as apository for a fever. You know, you give Tylenol suppositories to kids for fever. You do mm-hmm. it all the time. You would not believe how many mothers have given their kids a Tylenol suppository and they don't take the aluminum foil off of it. They just put it up in there. I mean, they they just don't think. They think it absorbs that it's you know that it's like a a tide pot or something that the outer layer is going to absorb and they're going to get the medication. You know, it's all about education. Again, it's very easy. You know not being disrespectful to say, you know, you know, what kind of an idiot eats jelly or what kind of a mother puts a as a pository up there with the foil still on
0: it. I I almost understand the foil more than the, Every, <laughs> put well, it on the toast. but you know, again, uh, yeah, I'm not, you deal. know, when,
1: when we're in yeah. training, we are taught that, that, that when you educate people, the written and the verbal education material has to be at the highest at a sixth grade education level. Um, to ensure that things like this don't happen, but they do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so then to tell you um, kind of the end of the story because this is kind of the the legal, not meant to be funny, but can really happen. So um, she, she she delivers a little boy. She has a baby right there in the ER because she's that far along, and we couldn't take her upstairs. And believe me, delivering babies is something we hate to do in the ER. Um, and so she delivers the baby, um, you know, and we're soon up then look at this fourteen year old girl. I mean, like sits up on the stretcher and looks at us and says, like points her finger at us, you know, and says, let me tell you something. If one of you people tell my mother that I had a baby, I will sue you and I will own this place. And we kind of look, you know, as a 14 year old and you kind of look at her and she said, I have friends. Don't think I don't know. I don't want my mom to know. My mom doesn't know I was pregnant. I don't want her to know that I had a baby. I don't want to be put on the floor where the moms go, where they have babies. You put me, do whatever you need to do or let me go home. And whatever papers I need to sign, I'll sign for that baby to be adopted. I do not want my mother to know I had a baby.
0: See, that—that that is what blows my mind about That's, that age group because. They're they, smart. Yeah, but in some way, you know, they're so yeah. naive that they'll eat. Jelly. Contraceptive jelly. But, but they, then know they know the know law. They can rattle, yeah, so, yeah. yeah they, they rattle this stuff off.
1: So, um You know, we try to talk to her and she was like, You don't get it. I know my rights. I understand it. I've studied this. I know what I want. So, you know, we send the baby to the nursery. We put her on the med surge floor so we can do the papers later. And then, you know, then it kind of puts us in an odd spot, you know. So then the mother's out there going, You know, is it her appendix? Does she have to go to surgery? Is she okay? What are you doing? You know, and you can't say anything. Um, you know, And here's a mom that, that that's probably, you know, supporting her, paying her bills, doing this, that, and the other, that loves her kid. And, he, and you, know, you know, and you put yourself in a parent's spot when you have children and you're like that, you know. And all we could say to her, you know, I mean, all we could say to her is, you know, her pain seems to have subsided for the time being. <laughs> We're going to admit her for observation overnight. And hopefully, if she's still doing well, she can go home tomorrow.
0: Yeah.
1: That's why you know, looking in, to look another parent in the face and to say that Lies as me. as a parent, yeah, um, like it, it just rips your heart out. But so we did, you know. And the paper, you know, the social worker comes in and she signs the paper. But but you know, again, as a parent, can you imagine that your fourteen year old daughter? can have abdominal pain, you think she has appendicitis, you can take her to the hospital, she can go in the back, she can have a baby, deliver a baby, put the baby up for adoption and nobody can tell you and you don't know it.
0: You know, I have all boys. (laughs) I would like to think that I I could, uh, you know find that out uh, I, well you'd have a better I, relationship and your kid would tell you yeah yeah but, I don't know that, that's a toughie though I, you know not, not having any girls I, I can't uh, I can't speak to that I, but obviously just as a parent I, I, yeah i heard the story but I, I did not know the legal part even, of that that's even, interesting yeah even having boys
1: you yeah. know if you were in my shoes you, to look at another man in the face knowing his daughter just had a baby and have to lie to him and not be able to tell him that's being crazy. a father yourself that's crazy you know, and I and I think, God, if I was the father and a doctor just looked at me and lied to my face and didn't tell me I'd, you know, knock the hell out of him. But you she could sue you, you can't.
0: Is that a state by state law or federal. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean,
0: um interesting.
1: There's state statutes. But but yeah, so so you know, so yeah, so yeah. I said in one case you you you've got, you know, a silly, crazy part, you know, yeah. you've got the yeah. human interest part, and then you've got the really serious legal part, yeah. you know. You know, on the course of, you know, an hour, an hour and a half of it is in the ER, where you're dealing with those scenarios. And, you know, that's one patient. You probably have 50 patients in the ER and you're, you know, and then you well, know well, when a fourteen-year-old has a baby in the yeah. ER, you got to go around and make sure you know everybody keep their mouth shut. Don't anybody be going out to you know registration and saying, "Hey, this girl just had a baby. We need you to register the baby where the mom could over here in the waiting room." I mean, and, and a fourteen-year-old having a baby is something people talk about. It's human sure. nature. Oh my God, we just delivered a little kid. Can you believe this fourteen-year-old? And it's just, I mean, it's It's amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but now you you also said. Uh, we hate having deliveries in the ER. Why is that?
1: Um, it's not, number one, it's not our specialty. I mean, believe me, I have no desire to be an OBGYN. It's not what I want to do. When I want to deliveries. Number two, when babies are delivered outside, of the sterile atmosphere of a delivery room, um, there's a whole day. There's a whole bunch of extra care, extra assessments. They have to go in a special nursery, not with other babies, because they were born in what's considered a dirty or a contaminated area. Um, you know, and then again, I mean, deliberative, I mean, it it, it takes. Yeah. 10 seconds for all of a sudden the baby to be coming out in the cords around the neck. or the, and We're not that specialist. Yeah. I mean, you've got NICU nurses and labor and delivery nurses and OBGYN nurses and baby equipment and incubators. I mean, we're in the ER. We do, you know, put stitches in people and deal with heart attacks and car accidents. Delivering babies isn't what we want to do. Gotcha. I mean, you have to know how to do it and you do it, Right, um, but it's not ideal by yeah. any means.
0: Yeah. Equipment, staff, it's, it's not just, sick. Not good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Not, not something fun. But yeah, so so yeah, all in all, in the, that's the, the emotions in one case. Yeah, that that's got um, a lot
0: of elements working to it.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and then you have to make sure it doesn't even really end there. Then you know, you do what you got to do, and somebody's got to remember to get to the business office. that says, "Don't send a bill to the house." That all of a sudden has the mother opens a bill and looks at a bill for a delivery pack or a, an incubator or you know things that you use on a baby. Saying, "What's this?" Yeah, I, and, it. And,
0: and, I mean, she can sue for any of that, like somebody just blurting out, hey, Young girl had a baby, or yeah. Did you hear a 14
1: year old had a baby in the back? Yeah, and I found mean, a mother so, with a 14 year old with abdominal pain,
0: yeah, but and a mistake by an admin sending some mail or something. But she can sue for any of that. That's crazy,
1: it's nuts. It's it, it, it's really it's really nuts. That's
0: crazy. What did you hear any follow up to that? What did she get the baby up for? Doctor
1: oh, she did. Oh, pain yeah, pain no, pain. no, definitely the baby went up for. I'm Saying you know, we did the social work referral, and um, you know, and and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you would You think a 14-year-old kid, you'd be surprised how many women come in that are pregnant and in labor and have no idea they're pregnant. I mean, especially irregular periods and things like that are very common in extremely um, obese women. Um, so they may only have a period two or three times a year. So to miss a period for five or six months means nothing to them. Yeah. Uh, when they weigh 250, 300 pounds, you know, the, the weight of a baby being in there and not having a period is, is nothing out of the normal for them. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's really uh,
0: it can be scary. Wow, I I didn't know this. So these women only two or three. So that's kind of crazy. Um, Yeah. yeah. We are very excited to have a new sponsor at Yorkron. Luxury men's clothing lines Thaddeus and Tad are now combined on one website. They belong to the same family. They share DNA. Might as well have their clothes all in the same place, too. Both brands are typically sold at Nordstrom's, Bergdorf's, and unique upscale boutiques. But you can find them online at ThaddeusandTad.com. Thaddeus, the uncle, is a collection of sportswear for the man who always arrives well-dressed, but sometimes breaks the rules. Quality fabrics are important, but so are comfort, fit, and details. Some of the pieces are washed and weathered, others more crisp. Thaddeus is designed for the man who is current and comfortable in his own skin. Tad, the younger nephew, is more rugged, more washed and weathered, but willing to learn from the past. Tad is the nephew of Thaddeus, sharing the same namesake and DNA, but interpreted for a new generation of sportswear. Tad is more casual, suggesting a more worn-in, easy look. The fit is slightly slimmer and trimmer. Tad fits the mind and body of a man who wants to put his own stamp on the traditions he has inherited. For menswear that is a Tad dressy and a Tad disheveled, shop online at thaddeusandtad.com. got
1: another one yeah so um let me see uh God, there's there's a lot of things to come up so um kind of an uh, you know and, and i love that you will you would never believe it if you saw it so the ones i'm going to tell you are kind of the extremes um because you know I, I could tell you not to take up to it i mean we've um i won't go into specifics we've, we've not, t- taken everything out of everywhere yeah um so anything you can imagine <laughs> yeah. and a lot of things you probably couldn't imagine yeah um you know um a sharp one that's funny as, as a man that'll make you cringe it's kind of just a bonus one, but kind of coming a little, a little, um, since we picked on the women a little right, bit, right? Yeah, so we picked be, on the women a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, let's, let's pick be on, fair on the, so Let by. me do two men's stories. Enough, okay. So, this one you'd be surprised. So, um, a common problem, and this is beyond my comprehension, and you would be surprised how much it happens, but, um, common problem for elderly man, um, and, and people have heard of it and it's on TV and everything is impotence Mm -hmm. and where, um, you know, it affects, it affects any type of a personal or sexual life they could have and they're impotent and then they, they can't get an erection. And so they can't perform sexually. Mm -hmm. And so, eh, you know, that's embarrassing for people to begin with and they don't want to come in and talk about it. And, um, you know, it's just not something you do and there's specialists that do this, but, um, you would be surprised. Um, again, this is just beyond me, Men, elderly men, um, in order to, to experience some type of sexual activity during the course of a date or trying to, you know, a date or a woman, or I guess their wife, none of my business, but (laughs) whomever, um, how many men in order to, a popular thing in order to get some form to the genitalia so that they can, in some reasonable facsimile, perform sexually, um, Back in the day, I'm older than you, you may or may not remember this. They will take, you're not gonna believe this, but it's true, those thick plastic swizzle sticks and insert them down into their penis to try and give it some form of structure and shape um, in an attempt to perform sexually. And what happens is they put it, you know, they put some jelly, KY jelly or something on it, put it down in there, um, and In the course of activity and even attempting to get it to work, it will go down in there too far and they can't get it out. And then we have to come in and use an instrument, a forceps, to get down in there and get the top of it and pull it out. Oh, my uh, yeah, I know. It makes me sweat. It makes me, spa- I mean, I, I, you know, and I don't, again, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time, so I don't mean disrespect for anything. Can we talk about the Virginia again? Yeah. Cause, cause, you know, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> we're, we're just going, like, I don't know why, I don't know if you have an R-rated department. but I don't want it that bad. Okay. It's not going to happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh my It's gosh. not going to happen. Yeah. But a
0: swizzle stick. Wow. I, I just. Yeah. That's. Um,
1: the pain I, would ruin the moment to me. Yeah, much less.
0: Com- But, okay, so um, I I can see the, you know, putting something in there to keep it straight, but that, the pain would, I don't see how I could make, uh, I don't see the erection coming from that. I don't don't get it.
1: I think, and I will say, a lot of times they've been, it's a younger woman, and so their good thought process isn't there usually, in all honesty. Again, no pun. Um, A, B... Nine times out of 10, um, not that this is an excuse, they've been drinking. Um, So their inhibitions, even some of their... Feeling receptors and pain receptors may be out. I mean, you know, I've had a good good night where, you know, I, I get numb. You know, not necessarily there for a swizzle stick, but okay. <laughs> I
0: was going to say there's not enough alcohol for me to do exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is crazy. So yeah, so that way, yeah, picking on the men. So there's not yeah. much to tell to that story other than it yeah. that happens that's, and it makes me. Enough. It that's makes enough. me. It makes me cringe when yeah. I think about it. Um,
0: I'm doubled over and, right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not fun. <laughs> so so um. uh, so let's, let's tell another man, and, and I'll finish off with another funny one, another man. So um, we um, I was in a, a city in Texas, um, northern Texas, not to do that, um, and, and it was a trauma center. Um, and we got an ENCODE. An ENCODE is when they call on the radio on an ambulance and say, we're bringing a patient into the trauma center. And we said, okay. And they said they were bringing in um, a female patient that was unresponsive Um and um, having an uncontrollable seizure, I mean, that they couldn't stop the seizure, um, that, that she had an airway, but it was questionable. She was clenched shut. They couldn't open her mouth. Um, they'd given her medication. The seizure would not stop. We call it status epilepticus. Um, and that can be very dangerous because when you're seizing, blood's not going to your brain and it can cause brain damage. So, really, I mean, this is a true medical emergency. And, you know, you get the team ready. And um, one of the things we have to do for that in more medical education you want to know is is a lot of times if the seizure won't stop you, you actually give them sodium pentothal which is like the anesthesia one of the anesthesia agents they give you to put you to sleep for surgery mm. which just paralyzes and relaxes all the muscles and then you can open the you know now you have to put a tube in there you know you have to breathe farm and intubate them because once you give them anesthesia you shut everything down but on it you know you need to do that because we can put a tube in we can put them on a ventilator and, breathe for them and get oxygen to their brain you let them keep seizing and there's no oxygen so so we're getting ready um for for this girl and they said um and it was a trauma because they said she had she had massive head trauma she had, her nose was bleeding she had bruises on her head and so um, um but they didn't know they they were looking at it as a violent crime cuz there was no car accident um you know we didn't know what was going on so we're setting up for this girl so they're probably about... Two minutes out, and and we got another encode uh, trauma, and it was another ambulance that said they were bringing in, um, I can't remember the age in the twenties, um, a male patient, um, and 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 unfortunately I'm going to ruin the story, but tell you how. So they were bringing in a male patient, um, and their ETA was about five minutes. And the male patient they came in, they said well, that they had IV going, that they had given him lots of morphine for pain. Um, and that, um, they weren't sure the mechanism, um, but the man's, um, penis was completely severed and gone wow. and they could, wow. and, and they said they, and you know, usually when somebody gets cuts a finger off or something, we always say, do you have the appendage? Is it on ice where, you know, we get the vascular surgeons ready so they can try we call it reanastomosis or put it back on this and the other. And they said, no, they, they searched the, the, the area and they couldn't find it anywhere. So, um, so we're setting up two rooms didn't dawn on us in any way, shape or form to connect the two stories. So, um, again, mm-hmm. sorry for the audience. Don't know who's listened to this, but again, it's true. So to, to just put it out, what it turned out to be is this was a, a boyfriend, girlfriend couple that were, um, bless you. That's okay. It's an ER bless you. I give you some medicine. Um, um this Young couple were engaged in an oral sexual activity, and what happened is the girl I don't know how long they've been dating or how well they knew each other because I, you know, we do what we got to do to save their life, and they go upstairs and their doctor takes care of them. Um, but long story short, they were engaged in in, an oral sexual activity, and this girl did have a known seizure disorder, and she had a seizure and bit down on it. But before she completely bit it off, for the lack of a better term, he was taking his fist and hitting her to try and get her to let go and to stop. And that's why she had a bloody nose and bruises. And we thought she was a head trauma patient. But it's because he was hitting her and saying, stop, don't let go, let go, let go. And she had clamped down so hard for that seizure. So he's in the room where we're taking care of her. We give her sodium pentothal. And lo and behold, it's right where we thought it was. Um, um, and had to, you know, remove that, make sure her airway was okay, keep her breathing going good, get the vascular surgeons. Now, you know, there's a good news and there's bad news. The good news was aesthetically, cosmetically, um, the the GU surgeon was able to reanastomose um, the appendage back on the body. Um, it's never going to work again. Um it, Actually, when they ran asthmosis on they put a pump in, um, mm. you know... Mm. You may or may not be familiar with that, but there's a pump that you can put in for impotence or for older a, men. Or a straw. Yeah, well, no, no, no swizzle stick. This was a medical pump. <laughs> swizzle stick, No swizzle me. stick. We did, we did... But they were able to put a pump in, mm. um, but um, but they were able to at least... Because um, otherwise, he he had in what we call an ilioconduit, where he had to pee in a bag off of his side. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so that, you know, and, and who would have known? And, and so, you know, we we yeah, medical people have a warped sense of humor we got we have to do things to to kind of oh. be able to see this and deal with this every day and go home with our family and, and it's it just really tough and we we're like you know it's a new question you know, when you're dating a girl it's not you know are you married do you know do you have this that of the other it's you know now you have to ask do you have a seizure, <laughs> so our, yeah. you have a seizure disorder did you take your medicine today yeah um but, but what a, what a terrible, horrible, horrible, orgy. and innocent, in nobody was doing anything, you know, off the wall or devious or, you know, violent or illegal, um, you know, and the embarrassment, you know, and then, you know, then the rest of the poor guy's got to live with this the rest of his life.
0: Yeah. And then the confusion for y'all in the ER, this. Girl's got a bad
1: face. Well, we're thinking of a head trauma. If you have really bad head trauma, you can have a seizure. It never dawned on anybody. You know, and I never did get the story... I think he was so embarrassed. I don't know if they were neighbors. He was so, but you know, you would think if the two ambulance drivers went and they were in the same spot, you would put the story together and say, Hey, we've got these people that were doing this. This is here. This is here. Um, But it came in as two concept completely separate. And you know, the girl they picked up at this house and this guy, they picked up, you know, like a block down the street. And it was like, I don't know whether he was embarrassed, was trying to run home. Didn't thought he was going to get in trouble. Didn't want to tell somebody something was beside himself i don't know but you know that was the odd thing to me was how how did you not help you know that the pieces that the dots weren't connected in the field on the scene um but people run and people get scared and they they do silly things and you know they don't want to be where they're supposed to be or they don't want to tell anybody that's what happened um or what have you but um yeah again another true story um that's you crazy. Know, not, nothing made up. I mean, if people do that. It's a normal activity. People have seizures. Um, you never think about that happening. But, you know, it's a rare freak thing, but it can.
0: You can't make that up. No, no. Well,
1: no. <laughs> those <laughs> are. Uh, those and that wasn't different. on ER either. Just, just in case you're <laughs> behind an episode uh, or two.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of figured that one wasn't. But so, so one
1: last one. Okay. Um, named, yeah, named absolutely. absolutely. One absolutely. last one. So we had again, and it's 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 we're it's it's about a female, but we're going to get on the male, and I'm going to tell you about our warped sense of humor in the ER. So we had a, um actually I wasn't even in the ER; I was on call for surgery. Um, we got a call that um, we needed to come in. That um, the the ER doc called and said they had a an 18 year old um, that had severe abdominal pain, and they did um, an ultrasound and a CAT scan. Um, And they found a a huge mass um, in this girl's bladder. And so I got to tell you, you know, from our point of view, you get an 18 year old with a mass with abdominal pain in their bladder. um, That's just not something 18 year olds have typically statistically research wise, unless, you know, it's a sign and symptom of something something really bad that they have cancer and they have a tumor or something. So, you know, we're all up for this really devastating. There's an 18 year old that's got a tumor that's going to end up being cancer. We're going to have to tell her, tell her parents, you know, I mean, there's not fun things that you have to do, um, but you gotta do it. So, so again, I was on call for surgery. So, you know, we came in, set up the OR room and, you know, got the girl in and did surgery. So we, we made the incision and dissected down to this girl's bladder. Um, and, uh, (laughs) Open up the letter. <laughs> Obviously, not a tumor. Because no, you're no, laughing. it, was, it wasn't. To, well, what I'm laughing about is because I'm thinking about this. So, so, in the operating room, you got the surgeon, you got the assistant, you got the anesthesiologist, you got the scrub nurse, and then you have the circulator. And the circulator is a nurse that's kind of not sterile, not in there doing the surgery, but doing the paperwork as you need supplies, handing them to you, kind of the controller of the room, like the air traffic controller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and and it was funny because we, cause I knew it was going to happen. So I'm going to tell you what happened and not tell you why. But, so all of a sudden, the, the circulating nurse lets out this blood-curdling scream at 2 o'clock in the morning in the operating room. And, and and the reason she screamed is because when we dissected and we got down to get to this tumor in this girl's bladder, and we took down, you know, what's called the bakey forceps, the low forceps that's got teeth on the end so you can pick things up, um, we got him down in there and we pulled this, what we thought was a tumor because we were going to send it for a biopsy. We pulled this out and then held it up in the air and, and the circulating nurse lets out a blood curdling scream. Um, it's a baby garden snake. Oh, and, so, and love, love, leave it to us to have a circulator that's petrified of snakes. And she's screaming oh, like at the door yeah. saying, I'm not taking that because they have to take things off the field so they can send it to the lab and have it tested <sighs> and stuff. So, I mean, little, we're talking teeny little, like thinner than a pen like a pen, like a piece of pencil lead um and and so um you the know snake is snake. and the snake is dead obviously <laughs> is. Um, you know it's dead but you know so we irrigated out antibiotics put her on antibiotics clothes do this that and the other um you know do what we got to do um Senator, recovering the same. So you know, she's asleep pretty much the rest of the The next day. You talk to her, and this 18-year-old girl, as as innocent as possible, said, "I really, honest to God, she goes, why would anybody do something like that?" She goes, "She didn't want to believe us that it was true, and we had to show it to her in a little specimen cup." Um, And she said that um, the the she didn't have an explanation. She gave us the events of the night, and she said the night before, her and her boyfriend. We're out camping. Mm -hmm. Um, They live kind of in a rural area. Mm -hmm. And she said, we were out camping. She said, we were smoking pot. Mm -hmm. We got super drunk. She said, we went in the tent and we we fell asleep in the sleeping bag. So I woke up the next day and she said, and then tonight, I started having the abdominal pain or last night by this time. She said, I came in and this is what happened. She said, the only thing that could possibly have happened is when we were asleep or when I was sleeping in the woods or out there in a sleeping bag is it it must have crawled up in there and and, you know because she goes because there's no way i mean the girl was horrified i mean you could tell she wasn't lying she was really stricken by this and so um, you know and snakes you know snakes they go you know they like little warm moist places not to be gross and things like this and really it was like a little bitty piece of pencil lead and so um you know so it was too funny it could really happen but then um you know she ended up being okay, and and everything was okay. But you know the, so so the warped ER and the OR nurses. You know you talk about that's another one of those cases you talk about and say you know, the next day it was the you know the real hubbub in the OR. The call team got called in and they took a snake out of somebody's <laughs> bladder and everybody's like freaking on the simulator. And so the the you know by the end of the day the OR nurses were like, well you know what, two things come, two things come to our mind, um, and they said number one and I this is like what you said before. I don't care how drunk I was, I don't care how much I had to drink or smoke, I would know if something was crawling up my urethra and it wouldn't go there. So there is no way I could be that drunk. So the nurses were like teasing, they were like, they were like, so number one, we couldn't be that drunk. And then we got one smart-like nurse and she's, you know, she's goofed around, she said, and number two. She goes, the second thought I have is if you thought that was your boyfriend, trade him in.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, you only got one smart aleck in the field. Um and um But seriously, and- you
0: know, they're 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 in a sleeping bag. So I'm thinking I'm rethinking this camping thing, number one. Uh, this makes me... It's like a tick or a, you know—I mean, anything can get you. It, it, it makes me like my my RV more. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
1: It makes me like your RV more.
0: <laughs> I like Evan wheels. I like being all together. But if you are, you know, just... Uh, you got to keep her sleeping bag rolled up. Because obviously, they must have their sleeping bag out. You gotta, and I, I believe can't I can't she that She was
1: mortified. I believe her. I, I believe, believe yeah. this
0: story. I can't imagine that snake... Crawled in the sleeping bag, then crawled up her urethra. You know, I'm thinking the sleeping bag must have been spread out. The snake crawled in. They, you know, were drunk, didn't feel it or what. I know there many things that yeah. can happen.
1: I guess, but roaches getting kids' ears up their nose. I mean, you, you hear this kind of stuff. Wow. I mean, it's just you don't put you don't ever think of a snake going there. No. Yeah. But and the girl was so mortified, and then she was like. And gross want to take a shot you know it just yeah. grossed her out and and so again you could tell it wasn't anybody doing something deviant or, or abnormal or off the wall yeah. um, But you know heavy antibiotics and and you know luckily she was okay and um yeah, yeah. what a, yeah, again just the, the kind of thing, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I can tell you all you want to know about broken ankles and broken feet and putting stitches in and car accidents. and
0: no, I, I think on that note. this, um, <laughs> I, some, think, I think. on that note, that's uh, wow. That was a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, you that, heard about you heard about you heard about my baby, right? The little baby. I'm gonna close with my baby. We had a, God, yeah. we had a little baby that we, I know. I told you this.
0: Yeah,
1: um, we had a little, um, you know, anomalies. We had a little baby that was born. You know, you always, know, you know, my parents always want ten toes, ten fingers, ten this, ten that and this little baby was born and he um, um, had an anomaly um, and you was able to tell right away um, he was born and he didn't have any eyelids. Mm. I told you this, didn't I? Mm. The kid that didn't have any eyelids. So Mm. that's real thin. Mm -hmm. Very, to protect the eyes, very thick skin. So we had a, a... a plastic surgeon that um, the only thing you could do to get skin similar to that is when they circumcised the kid, they used that skin mm-hmm. and they sewed eyelids on him. Yeah. Poor kid's cockeyed ever since. <sighs> <laughs> just just for crunches cred, for credibility that's not a true story i made that up that's a that's no, a typical er no story
0: rewind the podcast so, that was so a joke
1: that one was a joke you know you don't have to do that but i thought i'd close on a little, little funny note here because yes. I, I thought i shared that story with you once or yeah. twice before yeah you did i saw it coming <laughs> yeah and that's that's a that, that's episode we'll and Sometimes i can do a lot more <laughs>
0: Oh that, that was awesome. So we're starting a, a new thing uh, spoiler alert on your prom we're going to be having um, listeners submit questions. Uh, it's still in the works we haven't set it up yet so I'm sure there's going to be a few questions for you sir on some of these stories so uh, I'd love to have you back on and just uh, cover some of these Fun. questions you know that uh, make sense. To to answer or not, so, yeah, yeah, or not, no, or not. not. Well, thank Never you to help in any way. Thanks again for uh, being a guest on your con. That was great, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. We'll see you next time. All right. All right.